Hi, Maggie. Hi, Levi. Hi, Eric. Hi, guys. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Levi. Hi, Eric. I already feel bad that Maggie spoke last. Right, but I introduced her first. That's true. So it was me. I, I put my patriarchy on top of the speaker. Oh, man. This is, this is off to a great start, right. guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's good that we're thinking about the patriarchy mm-hmm. and you feel bad. That's oh, we're, we're at the base of right. the Welcome That's to what regret. You by setting the oh. levels for the mics, right? <laughs> do it again, Eric. Should I talk over you? No, that's all Let right. Let me explain. You want to say welcome to Regret Labs? I don't feel ready for that. All right. I just said it kind of. Imposters. Welcome to Regret Labs. This is uh, Eric Levi and Maggie, and we will be talking today. What, we're talking about science communication today? Yeah. All right. Science communication. We have a scientist coming in uh, whose name is Dr. Michelle LaRue. Yeah. Nice. This is through Maggie made this connection. Maggie made this connection. Connection. Yes. Boys made. That's how that song goes. So we're going to be talking about science communication, but that didn't seem... Like the best thing to describe. No. So uh, we are going to fail in the first part here to uh, uh, Dr. Michelle is also an expert in ecology and uh, what penguins do uh, during global warming. Is that right? Find out, I guess. All right. I think Uh, So we're going to try our hat at describing those things. Yes. Go, Eric. (sighs) Try your hat. So ecology has to do with biomes, maybe, and the... the, uh, the life within and the balance. Do you mean biodome? Is that what you're thinking? Bio- when you pictured it. Ooh. I've been to the biosphere in Arizona. Really? That was that was the guy was really upset whenever uh, he was asked a question about why it failed. It's like it succeeded <laughs> because we learned that it would fail. That's right. Like the people, data, who, the people who data. snuck out and snuck food in, it, it succeeded. Uh, but it was pretty. It's it's kept up and run by the state of, or the University of Arizona. So it's pretty. If you're in Arizona, in Tucson, but are there any know, Baldwin's in it or any Shores? Mexico men? <laughs> no, you're thinking of are you? T- oh, I'm thinking of the movie Encino Man. Right, but not Encino. And then penguins probably migrate. They can't go further south, can they? Well, I think penguins and climate is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, they probably just die. That, that's what I, yeah, that would be my guess. Okay. Fatal attraction. <laughs> penguins and climate? Yeah. Which one boils the rabbit? Okay, wait, when you say climate, can oh, I just geez. press you a little bit? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, good question. I think climate is the long-term changing weather patterns, something like that. Okay. Um, that's a bonus thing that we're going to ask Dr. Michelle Ooh, about, okay. I think. I like that. Nice. I mean, that's... I don't know. I don't actually know. I think that's the point, right? Yeah. Um, but, Maggie, so, can you describe ecology? Ecology? And did you prep for this question? No, I didn't. Okay, okay good. So this is based on my freshman year of college. Ooh. Um, oh, I had another class. guess. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like e-cigarettes. Oh, but ecology, college. but college. That's but that's my other. Oh, like that Phoenix online. Really cool. It all comes back to Arizona. It all does. <laughs> Maggie, what do you think about Arizona? Um, the and then, uh, particularly raising it. I say? love raising Arizona, mm-hmm. and so we're at four movies. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> this is pretty heavy for the intro. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that is, I think. We should put a sound effect. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> it doesn't count. I want that stricken from the record. Uh, ecology, make it. Go. I, I, um, ecology, you were saying e-cigarettes. 
climate. Oh, I was going to make a joke about climate, but it's past. The moment is past. Um, <laughs> Back up for it. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Eric's resetting the table. The Mighty Ducks are probably one of the birds that might... Migrate? Migrate because of... No, I don't... I, can we fast forward again? Okay. <laughs> I think ecology is the study of ecosystems, which means all of the life that is in a certain area that relates to each other. An ecosystem is... Yeah, any, any, any system. And it can be the large ecosystem of the entire world, or it could be a very small ecosystem. It could be the ecosystem of a biome, which is a type of climate. And we can check that with Dr. LaRue. Mm-hmm. And should I say what I think climate is or sure, yeah. be sassy about something else? No, it's all right. Continue to it. Um, I think what you're describing is climate change. Yeah. Okay. But so you like just abbreviate it as climate, which I think is pretty cool. Because but... <laughs> of the slang. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what climate is. Go on. Right. Do you want to tell me what, what climate is? No. <laughs> that's, that became like a teaching thing. Mm-hmm. Like a really bad... No, that's not bad. Teacher. Is it School something mom? to do with the atmosphere? Which part? Yes, is the answer. The but toposphere. I, I, I admire your, your use of that word. <laughs> I know. I, it's, it's, I actually don't even know what that if that is a word. Toposphere? Is it? That's got to be... A real thing. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty dumb right now. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say uh-huh. we're recording this on the anniversary of the shuttle Challenger explosion. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's a science thing. All right, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. That that blew apart a lot of like dreams of being an astronaut. I think we were watching that live in elementary school. Yeah, that I remember. Happened. NASA goes to great lengths to kill teachers. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, that's that was why we were watching it, too. Kids in schools were watching it because there was a teacher on board. Oh, a teacher right. at my school was one of the finalists. Oh, my Ooh. God. Weird. Which is like, that feels like one of those things, like, that doesn't mean anything. You know when you someone has a like, an atrocity I, I, and you're like, I almost went there on a trip once. Yeah. Like, that's how close I feel. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, I, I don't think it was human. Well, I was going to say I didn't think that Challenger exploded because of human error, but it was the, the O-ring the wasn't I've, snug enough. A little loose, a little loose. Yeah, but some human is because the rocket didn't just come out of no. Mother Earth that way. A lot of items in the Challenger were ignored in uh, to push it to a launch date. I feel like um, I want to rewind and not actually we don't have to do the actual rewind thing, but I do want to say that humans we're are not at fault. Rocket scientists for climate change. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about other. We things already talked about climate change. Fault for. Okay. Instead of Challenger, because that's too sad. Every, every, everything we think is a problem, we mostly cause. Mostly, yeah. Man, I hate all Can those volcanoes we made. They're <laughs> not really a problem. It's a real problem. Especially Joe Volcano. We, we, that guy's the worst. Joe Volcano? Versus, Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. But, Maggie, but did after you finish? Won, you, had a, you were in the middle of a volcano. thought. The volcano. About climate. You still, I want you to just tell us what climate is. Yeah. Um, climate. You've done the good work of pointing out we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting good at this. Not we as a society, but we as Levi and I. Mm. Right. You guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys. The larger society, eh, not really? super versed on it either, right. but. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't that. Especially not super versed on um, climate as Levi uses it, which is short for climate change. Right. The cool slang. Which is what we talk about in the media these days. That's true. Hardly ever see the word climate, and it's not about changing, changing. thermal temperatures. Yeah, nobody's like, you guys, what I really would like to talk about is some climate sometime in the past that was stable. Let's talk about some ice cores, you guys. Oh, I do yeah. Like ice also, really, stuff. honestly, I think that they that one of the arguments is that 
climate never was quote unquote stable. Right. And and I want to start saying the climate because just calling it climate well, is it's also like, funny because it sounds like a proper noun, like a dude that you know. What's up, I'm climate. What's up? He's call not me, American. He's climate. an American gladiator. Sometimes I'm hot. <laughs> climate. <laughs> I'm sweaty. Okay, climate is um, the general temperature and weather. General of climate. An area or. This is probably Dr. Michelle LaRue on the phone. <laughs> so we're going to have to finish that answer later, you guys. i got to go get our... Welcome back, everybody. Maggie got out of describing what climate was. Yeah, well they, asked me, they asked me what climate was. <laughs> you were stalling. Right before. I was stalling a little bit. And we weren't helping. Um, but we are back with our uh, very special guest, uh, Dr. Michelle LaRue. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yes. You correct. got Just it. Just like Maggie said. Fancy. I said it's not fancy. That's what I said. I hope yeah. that's You're French Canadian, right? French. No, yes. Canadian. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Well, so there's one question we always ask our guests mm -hmm. that is really important. Are you a scientist? I am a scientist. Hooray. Is that is that okay? Can I just... Yeah, <laughs> yes. no, that's all right. The rest then, of us, yeah. they are not scientists. I'm a marginal scientist, a very soft scientist, and so that's why you're here to be a real scientist. Be, I, oh, fabulous! So you're already up? doing it right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's let me follow up by saying, how do you know that you're a scientist? Ooh, that's a good question. I think because on a daily basis, I analyze stuff. No, um, no, because I went into and I have a lot of education and years of experience asking questions and answering them and analyzing data, writing papers, stuff like that. I would say because I spend my day analyzing stuff, but we all do that. So, But then again, sure. we all, to some extent, are scientists. I just do it for a living. Also, her first name is Doctor. That is true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. You kind of had no That's choice. That's my first name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is an excellent answer. And I would say, I'm, I'm not here to judge, but... It's um, with that judge's robe. <laughs> and my long curly wig. The, I think it's cool that you, you described the problem-solving process as being the science part. Um, you know, not like, oh, I use a microscope and, like, beakers. <laughs> and, and a telescope. <laughs> and a telescope. And, yes. and uh, I wear a lab coat. Do you wear a lab coat? I don't. Okay. No, no. Which is hysterical because, so tomorrow I'm actually going to a... Um, elementary school to talk about science and Antarctica and stuff and every year I come the teachers always call out the kids because they all expect me to be a man and wearing a lab coat mm. mm -hmm. which is hilarious yep and I have yeah like have crazy hair and, and goggles and stuff and I have you do. tried that though? yeah no I haven't I okay. haven't totally pulled that I up. totally should yeah yeah I usually show up in you know like jeans and hiking boots and they're like who's this she's coming <laughs> to talk to us about stuff yeah. do by the end do they talk about um, what a scientist might look like at the end of the day, too, then? Do you feel like you change their mind, or do they still sort of think, like, you're, like, just a one-off? They usually bring it up at the end of the day. So, like, the, after the kids get to know me and I'm talking and stuff, and then at the end of my presentation, the teacher will be like, now, what did you guys think? And they'll kind of, like, bashful, like, yeah... Are they ashamed? Like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, like, a little embarrassed. Like, I should have known that. Doesn't oh, have to be a lab coat. They should be right. a little ashamed. Yeah. Like that's not bad. Well, they should be, be like, a little. Well, they're little. Right. Yeah. They're little. But they're I think nice. that's. The, I <laughs> yeah. don't think it's wrong well, to be on the age of have some shame around your prejudices. Well, that's true. Unless it keeps you from like you know reevaluating. Really, they should be shaming their parents though. The kids don't know any better. Well, it's just. But now they do. I don't. I doubt that their parents sat them down and like showed them 
you know, photographs of Einstein. I, we do, though. You Actually, do. You I mean, do. You probably do. I have a 10-year-old. I intentionally didn't do that. But if you look at, like, homework, there is the, like, visual learning of a little kid, and the doctor is always a boy, mm-hmm. and the nurse is always yeah. a woman. Like, yeah. always. Still? Yeah, unless you buy the right feminist coloring book, which right. I have, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, okay. that is sort of the typical norm thing. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about gender politics and science, although I would love to do we that. We are all right. Because <laughs> uh, it science. is yes. a muddy, muddy problem. <laughs> just science Twitter is what a mess. Uh, <laughs> yep. Now I really want to ask Dr. Luru a bunch of questions so she can burn bridges with scientists. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> science Twitter, I like that. Well, so I think actually maybe I guess it does land a little bit still in sort of gender and science, but the, the idea of being a science communicator you have to try and break down how science works and where science is happening to varying levels of sort of comprehension. Mm-hmm. So do you get ready mentally for, like, tomorrow you're going to talk to elementary school kids, but that could be first graders or that could be fifth graders, or how do you change, do you change your wording? Do you just play it off the room? Like, how do you, what do you do? I, it depends, it does depend on the grade level. Um, and so I'm used to most most commonly I speak to like second and third graders. So I'm I'm used to that grade level. But like a month ago I gave a talk to well I when I say a talk, I just go in and like talk to them. I don't really give a presentation mm-hmm. or anything. I just show them pictures and they laugh and stuff. Um, yeah. So it's talk. you know, it's pretty You don't have to lessen your value. Yeah. <laughs> no, really yeah. they do and it's hilarious. But so I do um, the things I decide that I think they should know differ based on their, um, I guess, the appropriateness of their grade level, mm-hmm. and um, how I describe things is very can be uh, tweaked a little bit depending on their grade level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, Good. I was going to ask if you would do an example. Yeah, I, I know. I'm trying spot. to. Of course, now I'm just going to riff for. We a should have her explain something. Yeah. as though we were. How intelligent we are, yeah. sixth grade, and then <laughs> yeah, okay. we could ask. Yeah, we could ask you a question, and then you would have to think of one. Sure. Um, <laughs> do you, you want to ask the penguins one? Yeah. Well, I mean, that? it's broad, but that's what the show is all about. <laughs> broad, broad humor. <laughs> um, if uh, well, the the idea of studying a penguin or mm-hmm. a penguin population and how it relates to climate change. How would you describe what an indicator a penguin could present as clues to changing climates? Eric's enjoying me stumble through this. Question. No, I'm, I'm just—it's quite a sixth grader. Yeah, you're very. Well, I mean, if you were in front, if a room was like, what does a penguin have to do with climate change? Like, if a kid saw it. Well, that, that that kid needs effective attitude. And where's your lab coat? I just where's my lab coat? Where am I got this? So here's a good one that I that kind of answers that question. So um, one of the things that I talk about to the kids is, by the way, did you know that we fish around Antarctica? We fish for the same fish, literally, that penguins eat. What do you think would happen if we took away all of their fish? And then they'll they're usually smart enough to say. Well, actually, always they're smart enough to say like, "Oh, well, there won't be any fish left for the penguins." Like, so we need to share. So that's the kind of thing that I would say to get to the point of okay, we need to make sure that um, we're not overfishing in the Southern Ocean, and here's how we do that. I don't go into that part of how we do that because it doesn't really matter. It's the getting them to think, "Wow, Antarctica is thousands and thousands of miles away, and we share a resource with penguins that we think are really cute and cuddly and." Little do they know they're incredibly stinky, but, you know, <laughs> and they're not cuddly either. Um, but to get them thinking like, oh, really, I didn't, that wouldn't have occurred to me as a, you know, nine-year-old that we 
actually share something with penguins to get them thinking about like, well, if we take them away something that they need, then that's going to be bad for the penguins. So they usually mm-hmm. pick that up. So how would you tweak that? First, I want to know, do you tell them that the penguins are stinky? Uh, no, I don't think I've done that yet. Oh, makes what makes them giggle, though. Yeah. But I do tell them that I've been chased by penguins, and they all think that's funny. <laughs> that <is> funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they think that's funny. And I also show a video of these emperor penguins. So it's like they're coming toward me, but then they stop, and they're maybe, I don't know, 50 feet away, and they just slide down this like little slide, like this little magnet. Every single one of them, there's like 10 of them. And they just decide to slide down the slide and then continue to walk toward me. Like, there was no reason that they had to do that, <laughs> but they just felt like doing it. it. And every time, they laugh. <laughs> and then the music is playing. Yeah, yeah. And it's really it does, everything. Penguins but, yeah. do seem like they're goofing sometimes. Is that... Do you think that's... <laughs> it's, just, it's slippery. Do you think... <laughs> it's slippery yeah. slope. Do, they, do you think there's an element of play with that particular animal? I don't... I You know, I don't think so, but uh, it's... I guess I mean, it's, it's hard possible. to guess. Yeah, I mean... They don't do it. I don't see that the way I'd see it in like dogs or like a chimp horses play, or right? yeah, yeah or other animals. Yeah, they don't seem to do that. I don't think. But can I ask? Nice. Now we're up to like five questions, words that we want you to define. So I don't want it to be just what's a that. penguin? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking a lot about penguins. What do let's you mean let's by get that? on the puffin trail. <laughs> no, oh. she didn't prepare for that. Ah, what's your question? Uh, how would you define play in the animal community, including people like this? Mm, uh, I would define play as doing an activity that is not necessary for survival, Hmm. that they enjoy. So, like, dolphins will play, and humans play, we do things. Although, I guess, if you talk to an anthropologist listening, they'd probably say humans need to play for survival, which we probably do. Mm -hmm. But, I, I would say, generally speaking, that would be... I don't need to eat, and I don't need to sleep, and I don't need to procreate mm-hmm. something else that is fun. It doesn't serve a basic need. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which came first, the ability to play or the intelligence to play? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> good question. Uh, it's like the I'm glad we have Peggy here. Much nerdier version of chicken or egg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which came first, pretty nerdy, the ability to play or the intelligence to play? Probably the ability because it probably became I'm just guessing here I'm totally guessing by the way um, I would guess so is this science what's happening this here? is yeah <laughs> this is my this is my educated guess she's a scientist so yeah. yes yeah <laughs> um, I would say that play probably came first and it evolved into something that was adaptive for cool. a species that's my guess I like that now I want to know which came first the group kid in play <laughs> or the ability to appreciate the group kid in play. Ooh, that's a ooh. great question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the ability to appreciate them. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they came into being because the world wanted we were them. Ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right, exactly. right. The hairdo and everything. There was a yeah. there wouldn't be a second house party cool. if there wasn't a need. That's exactly that is a fact. Yes, that's, that's hard. They filled a that's niche science. that was needed. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Bring them back. They're yeah, they're ecological niche. Ooh, ecological. Yeah. Speaking of ecological, we as Pretty dummies, uh, we're also trying to before you got here uh, define ecology. It um, went really well at a very <laughs> at a very basic level. Um, I think biomes were thrown out. And uh, uh, species? What do you, you I said? I think we. I think we talked about species previously. Unrelated. I don't think that was today. It wasn't today. All right. Maybe I said. Um, so to to without knowing what stupid things we said, uh, what is what is a a, a well? Is it the study of the economy? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be... Ooh. No, ecology, I would define ecology as the study of organisms within the ecosystems and their interaction with the ecosystem. Boom! And other organisms within the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yes. I said Sorry. it kind of like that, but not as good. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Uh-huh. That's good enough, Eric. <laughs> that's good enough. 80% sound like my sometimes mom. is what you need. Right? But can we, yeah. so in the, in the, in the um, pulling back, interest of pulling back, what is an ecosystem then? So I would say an ecosystem is the combination of living and non-living um, integuments that that, that yes. keep something together. Because you have an ecosystem yeah. on your hands, you have an ecosystem in your hair, mm-hmm. in your gut, on your eyes, right? Yeah. right. So um, I thought I was thinking it would be just the living things interacting, but they need the non-living things too. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we need these mugs. Exactly. To drink. You need the mugs. That's you need true. the rocks. Levi, can you put a, a link to integuments on the... I will, uh, yes. <laughs> I will Google that. Okay. I think that was the kind of appropriate thing to say. Oh, good. I like <laughs> it. I like it. That's a, wor- yeah. I, that's a word I've never heard before, actually. Yeah. You may have heard it in high school and you forgot. Uh, yeah. Regretfully. Regrettably? Yes, regretfully. <laughs> Is regretfully a word? Mm-hmm. Regrettably. Okay. And regrettably. Yeah. Both. both of them. Yeah. There's so both. many words, you guys. So there's right. millions of ecosystems. Oh yeah, on Earth. Yes, arguably. And, and to you, so someone could study like one tiny, very specific, like the ecosystem on skin or something, like human yeah, yeah. skin, mm-hmm. and that they're an ecologist, but they have a sub level of classification. Yeah. Um, so for example, there are there are nematode populations in the dry valleys of Antarctica that may only take up I don't I don't know what their extent or their range is, but it could be I mean that ecosystem could just be the, the rock on which they live. Mm. Um, you know, there are ecosystems in the deep thermal vents in the ocean that we can't even get to. Um, it reminds me of like a Horton here's a who in the tiny a tiny flower with the whole yeah. the whole world that exists inside that one little piece exactly. of Exactly. Yeah, and then when the who yelped or yeah. yopped, yopped or whatever it was, was it yop? Yeah, yop. Okay. Yeah. Um, with a W. Right. She, she, I think. It's hard, we'll to, to, it's hard to say with a who. We'll do ha- so many hyperlinks to this part. Um, she broke the, her ecosystem and went into his, and then yeah. he became part of her ecosystem, and then it was a larger ecosystem. Ecosystems can be within them each other, right? So, like, how a system is just the connected things, and then if they connect to other things, then you could also study that group of connections. Is that true to say? I think so. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, yes, so you could have a bacterial ecosystem that is on the back of an elephant, which is living in the savannas of Africa, which mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so yeah, there are levels, mm-hmm. I would say, of different ecosystems that you could study. The things I am interested in are really broad. Some people, go, like I said, go down to the microscopic or even the cellular level. Oh, yeah. So but you like many. a region, uh, like a like Antarctica? Like yeah. That, that yep. big ecosystem that contains a bunch of systems within it. Yes, and so that ecosystem would potentially contain several biomes, so there could be several biomes within an ecosystem. I think I was wrong about my definition of biomes. Yes. Can you define biome? I said the last time I thought about the words in ecology related to ecology, all of them at once. It was like freshman year of college. Yeah, so a biome. Um, oh, it's 
This is there's like fourteen of them. I know that, mm-hmm. and Hawaii has thirteen of fourteen of them. Ooh, wow. Big Island of Hawaii, or maybe it's twelve out of the fourteen. Yep. So it's a, I guess a, a landscape or, um, this is real. This is a tough one. It's a <laughs> it's a landscape that is definitively, I guess, different than like there's certain characteristics that define it. So like a tundra is um, both cold above the not above the tree line, mm-hmm. north of the tree line. Mm-hmm. Um, and has certain characteristics which differentiate it from a savanna, etc. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now, being able to describe. Okay, you... I was right. Don't worry, guys. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> can you describe the plot of Biodome? Is that also can? <laughs> the plot of Biodome. I is think I saw that once. Yeah. Is there one? I don't know. Also, <laughs> yeah, that's, also that's a freshman year of college. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's been a long. It was assigned time. watching. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should stop riddling her with questions now and maybe like ask an opinion question. Yeah, I like know. it. Like, um, uh, so why people got to know science? Why people got to know science? Brilliantly worded, right? No, um, yeah, what? That's why. I, I, I mean, obviously, we as uh, as creating a podcast here about uh, science and uh, which is play, as your term, as you defined it. This is play right this is now, right? Yes. Nobody this needs is, this, this podcast. Is a privileged activity, right? <laughs> Nobody's procreating to this podcast. Oh, yet. You don't know. Yeah. Um. So what, why is science communication so important in your view? Science communication is incredibly important, I think, because I think a lot of times just normal, every, everyone, maybe not everyone, a lot of people kind of see science as this out there thing that I don't really want to address, think about, because they inherently think it's difficult. And the reason science communication is important is to show that's not even close to being true. And science is really fun, and it's really important for making everyday decisions. So, for example, if you don't think that climate change is happening right now, and you think that for reasons that are not scientific, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because you should understand these things. If you're making decisions about your life based on things that aren't true, that's Bell's bad news for everybody. So science communication is really important to be able to get um, what could be very potentially complex messages across in a way that's understandable and informative so that we can all make good decisions. Right. So an intelligent, well-informed populace might be making better decisions in their exactly. choice of lawmakers? That's <laughs> for an Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just for one example yeah but yeah yeah exactly it's it I, I think it's really important to make sure that we are informed as accurately as possible so making it fun making it interesting um and not making it as boring as it can sound sometimes i think is really important so ted cruz should be in charge of nasa's budget right <laughs> Nope. What? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out there and say no. You can't quote me on that. No. Based on based on the things that I've heard him say, I'm gonna go with no. Right. Mm-hmm. But based on the facts. But right. uh, politicians okay. not allowing scientists to uh, uh, what uh, testify on climate change testify. is also fine, right? Because I mean, yeah. no. What? Yeah, no. Uh, really political, yeah, right? you're getting really political on it, and that makes me want to ask you. Like, you know, <laughs> it's tough to be a scientist and have like a, a political opinion that maybe yeah. gets becomes an agenda, like becomes public. Because mm-hmm. um, then it'll color how people read your work, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a big. Well, and it, uh, well, yeah, I should, you should talk. About yeah, it depends. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, yeah, I, I do. I personally try to be very careful that the things that I say 
um, I first of all try not to get political um, unless it is absolutely necessary to correct a fact. Mm -hmm. So, for example, climate change is happening, and if you're going to try to tell me that it's not, you need to come up with actual facts <laughs> instead of things that people just spout out with. But there's you know, a snowball that are meaningless. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, that's ridiculous. So, um, I think I think having having an opinion and having it backed up with facts. That's why we do what we do. That's why scientists do these things, is to learn and be able to give that information to other people. Um, and so if politicians are making decisions based on false information, that I think, if we can correct it, I think that's, and we're asked to correct it, I think that's a good thing. I've heard people talking about the the fact that politicians feel perfectly comfortable saying, I'm not a scientist, but I know opinions about science that are not that based in fact. But they won't qualify anything else that they say by right. just... It's not acceptable to be like, I'm not an economist, but I'm running for president, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Right. You know, but they're, he's not. But he's yeah. probably an economist or whoever, or she. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, showing. <laughs> I was thinking specifically of somebody who I knew wasn't an economist. I, I have a more, uh, name names. a more personal <laughs> question. Um, do you remember, like, when you were young, if there was experiences or mentors who got you excited about studying science and going in that field. Like, Can I open it up more and say just why? Like, in case there sure. weren't mentors or whatever? Fine, yeah. So what was, what's your science story? <laughs> My science story? Ooh! <laughs> Make that squishier. That's a good one. Well, I for one, I always had animals. So I just, like, I always loved animals. I always had dogs, and at some point in my life, I had something like 25 different kinds of animals, ranging from, like, horses to chickens to sheep. Like an ecosystem? Goats, like an... Yeah, like a little hobby farm <laughs> ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. All centered um, around you. You were like their son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You said had oh, nice. horses, plural. So you had multiple yes. horses wherever. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. yes. Sorry. Where's it? What? Where was this magical land? <laughs> it was in Wisconsin. Okay. It was a magical land in Wisconsin. We Not far from here, actually. Far less magical than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that. No, it's not that magical. It was magical, just not that far away. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I always had animals. I always loved animals. And I just remember, like, if you were to ask my parents this question, they would bring up if they still had it, like those posters you have to do when you're, like, in second grade. Like, what do I want to be when I'm a grown-up? Um, and it was, I was either a zookeeper or a dolphin trainer, like, yes. through my entire <laughs> life. And then I learned that I didn't want to be a dolphin trainer. Very quickly, I did yeah. that. Um, but yes, May, you love dolphins. No, I do but, too. I, but that's why you oh, don't want to be a dolphin trainer. Because right, right, I love actually them. love dolphins, right? You love something, set it free, Levi. And if it loves you, it'll come back. Oh. <laughs> that's the end what of is that. What is love? In, 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 the, in that case, let's hope not. Let's right. hope it just continues. But, yeah, it's so going to be awful hard for those dolphins to make it back to the Minnesota Zoo if they love it so much. <laughs> they love it so much. We keep interrupting it. Um, oh, no. But we did. We could put it up on dolphins if you guys want to. <laughs> I'm careful to not <coughs> bring up You're always stifling dolphin facts. <laughs> always. Right. So your poster uh, says Okay, so actually this is a yeah. nice segue into the rest of my... So I was a yes. huge dolphin fan my entire life, yeah. seriously. And I wanted to be a marine biologist. And I remember um, my advisor in undergrad, I went to school here in Minnesota, and he's like, well, you could do that. But there's like 30 openings for marine biologists every single year, and there are like thousands and thousands of people who want to do that. So, just be realistic. <laughs> like, you're in Minnesota, you're there, you don't have any marine biology experience. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds fine. Um, so, I went off and did other things, and now I'm doing research in Antarctica and actually doing marine biology, which is kind of goofy. So, suck it. Yeah, so I kind of just was like, well, no, it was. Oh, it she was, did what he said. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> he was a very good, very good advisor. He said, "Be realistic." Yeah, and she was. And I the was reality par- was. I'm paraphrasing. He said it far nicer and like more wise. Than okay, that. doesn't have to suck. But, so, yeah. would the would the ultimate victory for you to be to discover a dolphin population in the Great North? Mm. I mean, that would be the Great South. <laughs> yeah, South. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's all right. Don't whisper correct me. Do it full voiced. The Great South. Right. Not, not the Arctic, the Antarctic. Right. Antarctic. 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 You have no idea Antarctic. how many people don't know that. The Antarctic. Antarctic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Most people, the kids that I'm going to go see tomorrow, they all know that. Most adults do not know that. Is it a thing? Is it one of those things where... We're taught it when we're young. Yeah. I and then we like never talk about it again. There yeah. used to be like a riddle about like... You know, how many penguins, at penguins night? did the polar bear eat? What? Yep. Pe- penguins at night. Uh, sailors take sailors flight. Sailors <laughs> <laughs> Penguins at morning. What's with all these penguins? <laughs> Is this an inside joke that you guys are No. Okay, no. good. Uh, that it's a sailor chanty about storms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just adapted for penguins. Okay, actually, yeah. I so penguins are I'm separate from polar bears, was the point. Yeah, yes. because polar bears are aware. Right. Yes. Um, but they're both in danger. Due to climate change. Yeah, yes, for different reasons. Which well, is yeah. caused by humans. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is Egress the moral of the story. Yes. And if all the polar bears die, we won't have any more sweet, sweet polar bear meat to eat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They'll take all their Coca-Cola with them. That's the greatest. And what will we do without that? My greatest yeah, fear. Honestly. They'll keep our teeth. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. No. Um, were you going to say something? No. <laughs> Uh, there was something in there. You were asking something. Oh, the, your greatest um, achievement. What would your greatest achievement be as a potentially, if oh, you were studying aspirationally. dolphins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then can I say mine after? Of course. Okay. If I were studying dolphins, what would now be? He's asking you a question oh, so that she can dolphins. answer the question. No, okay. <laughs> if you'd like to answer, that's great. Is that why anyway. we all ask questions? No, it's not actually. Um, okay, maybe you can choose which one you want to answer. <laughs> which, but there is a right choice. What? <laughs> Either way, I'm going to say mine. So, uh, what would your greatest achievement in, in your dreamland of uh, dreamlands? What Wisconsin in the job that you have now, mm-hmm. studying any animals or any uh, aspect of of ecology and biology? And all what do you want to be study? known for? Almost. Yeah. What would you What would you like to be known for? And if you would like to pretend that it's about dolphins, you can <laughs> as such. What would I like to be known for? Honestly, um, I hope that I am known for doing research that makes sense to people and communicating it in a way that people that gets people interested in science and caring about the environment. That's oh, super, super that. broad, but that's like... So when I when I when I do the research that I do, I'm totally fascinated by it because I'm finding things that are totally unexpected all the time, and it's it's really cool. Um, and sometimes you have to take like six left hand turns before you get to you know where you're going, which is totally maddening sometimes. But when you get to that point, it's really really gratifying, and being able to communicate that in a way that makes sense and gets people thinking, and not just taking in information like okay gravity exists that's great but <laughs> thinking then like okay but what does that mean you know mm-hmm. and i think um the using peng- penguins is a really nice tool because people like them and so i have i feel like i have a nice opportunity to use them to uh i guess educate more broadly about climate change and the environment in general 
conservation. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just so if I can do things. that, that'd be great. Right, right. I mean, they're great. People love them. <laughs> You'd like, Did you guys see that Geico commercial, by the way? I have to bring this up. We're because they use, so they use Dora the Explorer. Have you seen Oh, this? yeah, yeah. And those are not Antarctic penguins. Oh, I know. Typical. I know. I was How really, I was like, bad. I am open to be hired as a consultant mm-hmm. Geico. <laughs> you could totally have asked me that. And they, Dr. Michelle Aru. I know, right here. Did you, did you tweet like, hey, that's wrong? I did. Okay, I did. Good. Yeah, I did. I was like, guys, that, those are not even close so to So if me. people see commercials, they should tweet at you. Is, this, <laughs> is the science right in this? Like any commercial they're not sure about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, Maggie. That car's going sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any kind of thing. Right. Any people flying. Dr. LaRue, is this possible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maggie, now what would your greatest achievement be? No, now be? I feel like an asshole. As a, oh, you shouldn't have that. Well, but it's stuff. built up. We have to yeah, we need release to the pressure. Okay. <laughs> well, hers Dr. was really LaRue broad, and so now I'm thinking broad and broadly as well. Um, so are you changing think... it up? or What? Are you changing up your answer? I'm just going to answer. You can decide. Okay. Um, I think the... The, the coolest thing that could happen would be to make a discovery that really shifted a whole way of thinking. Um, you know, whether it's like dark the, matter. The really, yeah, the really easy answer would be to point at like, you know, I discovered a new particle that like made all those other mm-hmm. questions we had about particles make sense. Um, but my interest is more in like cognition. And so it would be some mechanism or, yeah, I guess mechanism would be the right word. Uh, by which the thing that happens within our body becomes the thing that happens outside of our body. You know, like how it becomes words or behavior. Or mm-hmm. So, words or behavior. like a scientific understanding of the body-mind connection almost. Like how, why, what yeah, do you think when you say like that, it sounds so yeah. new age. In your oh, brain. You well, wanna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to yes. take LSD and live with a dolphin. I mean... <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. You know? That does not That's everyone's appealing. career goal, right? right. Yeah, exactly. But as I'm sure you can attest, don't give LSD to dolphins because they will die. Yeah, really? It's, it's been done. Why wow. did anyone need to test that idea? Because it, it was, you want me to bring it was Dr. Six... John C. Lilly again? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Dr. John C. Lilly, he was the first guy to like do a lot of studying on dolphins. He should have studied flowers. Then, well, but where would we be? Some yeah. dolphins wouldn't have died. Of LSD, and then we wouldn't have this conversation. Have this conversation. We wouldn't so, even have yeah. been born yeah. if he had studied the flowers. Wow. <laughs> Is this the butterfly effect? You wouldn't understand it. He goes, "You're so funny." <laughs> Another thing we wanted to ask you was the definition of climate, and do you feel it's appropriate to? Maggie's <laughs> trying to call me out, but I'm fine. <laughs> do you feel? It's don't say you don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> My mom's gonna listen to this. She just if I just don't Your want stupid to, mom? If I <laughs> Don't talk about my mom. Uh, well it's important that dummy knows. How do you describe climate? <laughs> yeah. How do I describe climate? Climate is the uh hmm, I should have looked this up before I came. It's tough. It is. It is tough. So 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 don't feel stupid. There is a difference between yeah, so there's a difference between weather and climate, which is obviously really important. So weather I guess if I were to to explain it the way it's like in my head, (laughs) so really simple. There's weather in the room right now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The weather is like what's happening right now. Climate is what happens over a really long period. 
I feel like I kind of did say yeah, that. Yeah, you did. Over yeah. time. You did. Right. Changing. So, right. So stuff. when whatever politics <laughs> There's a lot of literally hand-waving happening. Yeah. Having the, you know, the snowball, like, oh, mm-hmm. and it was cold yesterday, that's weather. The fact that it's getting warmer in general right. is... Measurably, yes. the, the highs are higher and the lows are... So yeah. is adding change on the climate unnecessary, then? Because climate is changing... Well, well, climate does, I mean, so there are always trends of climate yeah. change, but when I think I think we're alluding to human-induced climate, yes. man-made climate change, in which case... Your words on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in which case, it, I think it is important because um, it's not, the, it's the rate of change and it's the fact that we're having a disproportionate impact mm-hmm. on the right. entire world's climate, which I think is really hard to even think about the fact that we could have that big of a change on the entire world, but we are. But Most then you see pictures of China and you can't stay time and you can't see through the smog. Yeah. And then you go, oh, uh, wow. Yes, and then there's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also hard to think about because it does feel like, well, what do I do? Like, there's not any, like, nice, oh, you, you just recycle more. Like, there's no, so I think a lot of people fight even acknowledging it because it seems, like, paralyzing to go, like, how do I undo yeah how do you how yeah how do you undo the industrial revolution and everything i think people seem to have their priorities kind of messed up though because they if you're if you're stomping for a president and saying i want this person but you can't but you can't say i want you know i want clean air and uh not like a heat death of earth right you know you gotta but you can say you want a a ignorant a-hole of a president online and Mm -hmm. do nothing yeah. You have to actually do something when it comes to making a difference. No, you can change your, you can change your Facebook picture for climate change. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, what if we started calling it uh, heat death of Earth? Right. That would help, right? <laughs> there you go. Right. Okay. Is this just a messaging problem? Yeah. yeah. Help there us you clean go. Up this there you go. It's just a messaging problem. We just need to switch it around. No. Strike that from the record, then I'm going to go and say something else, and someone's going to be like, you did this podcast, and you're oh, I know. tricking us all. No, no I, the problem is the podcast is that nothing here matters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about <laughs> Airbud. Follow around the subject. Go on record. It don't matter. Which of the Airbud movies is your favorite? <laughs> oh, Golden Receiver. Um... You gotta have more than one. Oh. Otherwise, the whole point of a list is ruined. What's the What's the hockey one? <laughs> Air uh, Puck? Can I admit I didn't know there was more than one? Oh, there's oh, so there's many. So air many. Buddies? It's okay, he's an, a scientist of um, bad air movies. movies yeah. so. A talking cat, for it. example. Oh, <laughs> the pinnacle of bad movies. Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> it's called A Talking Cat, right? A Talking Cat, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> Not an Intero bang. No, there's an extract. No, no, there's an extra one. Good. Yeah. Nice. I think we talked about this the very first time. Oh, Eric made a website about it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Can cats talk? <laughs> Not to us. In, no. Not in human language, to my knowledge. Okay. They can't articulate it with the bone. Right, they don't have like, tongue the tongue stupid little mm-hmm. cat mouths. Mm-hmm. So, so, so much shade thrown. Uh, um, we should come clo- close to sort of wrapping up because you have science to do. Yeah. And, uh, She's like, not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with my science for the day. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. You uh, hung up your proverbial, though not literal, lab coat. But I, 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 have, did, yes. I have one question that I like to ask of our guests. Is there some cool fact, some interesting science thing that's fun that either you don't think a lot of people know about but they should or something you do tell people all the time that's fun do you have some hmm. 
you know, what some exciting thing we could all learn? So that Maggie already knows. I will. So one of the things that I like to describe is the the reason that Antarctica is gaining ice and the Arctic is losing ice. Because so it's, it's on the same. bottom. It's because so exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everything is sliding down. Is slippery. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. No, so I like to talk about that because it's it's caused by climate change, but it's not. It's counterintuitive. So, like, you know, the Arctic is melting and Antarctica is gaining ice. How can this possibly be climate change? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, the basic reason for that is the Arctic is a bunch of land surrounded or a bunch of water surrounded by land, which heats up really easily and quickly. And Antarctica is basically a gigantic chunk of ice, and it's really, really hard thermally to heat all of that up to be able to melt away. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very basic. There's a lot more to it mm-hmm. than that, obviously. So the land holds the heat. Better yeah, the yeah, exactly. Does. And so it's really easy for the sea ice that's within this huge pot of warming water to melt a lot easier than it is for Antarctica, which is just a bunch of mm-hmm. ice. <laughs> so Antarctica is not, in fact, getting the Arctic's ice. It is no, to okay. my knowledge, no. <laughs> it's a net loss of ice, too, right? Do we have less ice, or is there still is it still even Stephen? Science um, term. Good, mm-hmm. even Stephen, right? Yeah. So I have to admit, I, I you don't measure ice every day. I don't measure ice every day. It's not but her my, thing, guys. I know, We're doing that but thing sea we ice do. is important. So sea ice is one thing, by the way, yeah. and and the ice on the continent is a whole other thing. Hmm. And I know there's some research out recently that said that we're actually gaining ice on the land of Antarctica as well. So I know less about that, but the ice, like the sea ice around it, is being lost on the peninsula, which is getting really warm, but it's mm-hmm. gaining in like the Ross Sea, eastern Antarctica sector. Mm-hmm. And that's because of stronger winds. So the winds are coming down and gaining strength and blowing the sea ice and making it bigger. Because that wind climate has changed. The yes. part of the climate that the wind is involved yeah, in. Could people actually say if we're losing ice in the Arctic and gaining it in the Antarctic, then climate change can't be? Well, there are two different things, so how could it possibly be real? But it's changed. I know, I know. It's just changed. Things, changed. Just your description of that, it's, it's changing. Right. Right? right, it's not staying the same. Things right. are going. So, but I think, things are not going someplace else. But right, things are changing. But I think I think what people, the people who have talked to me, I should say, what people who have talked to me expect is to see the same thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if climate change is happening and it's because the the climate, the global climate, is on average gaining in temperature, it should be warming everywhere. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is not. So everything should be melting, everything should be doing the same things, the same processes should be happening, right. and that's not the case. So these are the people with a wall of the U- uh, map of the U.S. on their wall with pushpins to every place they've been, and it's like home in Knoxville, and they can't quite figure out why everything isn't why the same is everywhere. Right? I don't have this perspective, I wonder why that is, yeah, exactly. So speaking of the, the same thing everywhere and people asking you things, and I'll be this, I know we can show up. Well, um, we can, it's fine. We can and, edit it down. <laughs> true. We mean Levi. These guys. <laughs> right. Um, I uh, I noticed that you say uh, you've been you have said several times today, to my knowledge, yes. or not to my knowledge, um, and that reminds me. I, I'm gonna take a guess that the reason you say that is because you as a scientist cannot know all science. Exactly. Um, I think a lot of times people have the misconception that scientists know all of science and not... What do you, is that your experience? Yeah, well, so that and I also... Um I've also been told not to do that, actually, sometimes, oh, really? because to, to, to say, to my knowledge, just because 
then people question like, oh, well, do you really know what you're talking about? Are you serious? So, yep. Because so, dum-dums don't qualify. Right, exactly. <laughs> so if I, if I preface it with, to my knowledge, then I'm, I'm already setting up my listeners to mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe she doesn't know what she's talking mm-hmm. about. But I'm, it's just like an inherent thing. Like, but I, like, to my knowledge, right. like, there could be other right. information out there that I'm not yet aware right. of. And somebody could come and be like, ah, Michelle Larue right. doesn't know what yeah. she's talking about. Well, and really, that's. So you're kind of, you're kind of, I'm kind of in this, like, ah, like, yeah, yeah, so it has to change. So when I say these things, I try to change it up based on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm talking to other scientists, it's a lot easier for me to say that because mm-hmm. they know what I mean by that. Yeah, like, yeah. I have experience with one very, very small sliver of the science pie. Very, very small. So when I say, to my knowledge, that's kind of expected. But if I'm talking to, um, I don't know, a group of people who are kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. trying to size me up, like, really, are you, do you know what you're talking mm-hmm. about? It's probably not necessarily a good idea to say that, even mm-hmm. though I do all the time. <laughs> and really, that yeah. can be said but but before anything said about science, because it's all... It's always yeah. something. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. knowledge yep. is... I would like you to adapt it to... To my knowledge, which is vast, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, I know fun. all kinds of things. No, it is. It's it's like almost like a nervous tick or mm-hmm. something. You know, I always just have to say, to my knowledge. Well, it seems, I, it seems responsible to me. You know, yeah. it's like that, that's factual. Otherwise, you you're know, informed enough to know you don't know everything. Yeah, right. I really don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And dum dums don't know if they don't know everything. No, yeah. I've just realized. Just now. Yeah. Oh, geez. As a future former dum dum. <laughs> It's impressive that you decided to start this podcast thinking that you knew everything at that point. No, I didn't. I didn't know it. But, you know, just is relative. Right, just is relative. Knowing is relative. No. It is funny, though. I get, like, I remember being on a hike one time with a friend of mine, and we're hiking along, and these mountain bikers came along and stopped to talk to us because we were were stopping for a break to drink some water. And they're like, oh, what do you do? And we told them that we're wildlife biologists. And they immediately went into, well, I have these frogs in my backyard. And we're, like, describing this problem with the frogs. And I'm like... Okay, if I were a cardiologist, would you have asked me like, what's wrong with your knee? Yeah, Yeah. like I bet people do though. Yeah, they probably they probably do. But I was like, it's so I think that perception of like quote unquote scientists like Mm -hmm. I know very little. Like I know a lot Mm -hmm. about one really small piece of like I said of the science pie. I know a little bit about a lot of other things that I can Mm -hmm. answer relatively intelligently. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's I think it's good to know that. Every scientist doesn't know everything, with maybe the exception of like three people. So I just solved that frog problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was like, well, uh, I study mountain lions. I study mountain lions. I don't know. Sorry. Your pie is very deep, though. Okay, that came out wrong. Whoa. The pie uh-huh. of science is, yeah. like, you know, your knowledge is deep. Right. You know, the pie, right. in, in the the pie metaphor to extend it. You should stop right. extending I'm gonna, it. Right. No, stop it. Stop. You've made a mess <laughs> of this pie. Yes. <laughs> the crust face. is ruined. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've tried to wrap up several though. times. No, no. Now it's now the now the pie's open. Now you're committed. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep going. It was kind of on a on a tangent, but I was I was thinking about is this it earlier. More political nonsense. No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's political. I was just thinking about you know just science communication, and um, how it is. Just science in general is, I mean, there's money involved, I guess, but it's kind of a uh, selfless kind of pursuit for the, the, just the extension of human knowledge. Yeah, you don't get it for the money. It's not usually a place for, like, fame or attention. Right. It's, it's... 
So. I mean, you're, everyone, you've got so many people who are rallying against science and just trying to be ignorant when scientists are, <laughs> are just trying to help and provide more information that can lead to more discoveries. And it just, it's, it's, that doesn't seem to be a side that people really explore or understand. Is that kind of on point? I, yeah, I think so. Um, I sometimes think that the idea, like, I, I've heard on multiple occasions, like, oh, well, the scientists are just out to fill in the blank. Like, really? What am I, what am I out here to do? I just, what, I mean, come on, I study penguins. What, what conspiracy could I possibly be, you know, concocting? Like, yeah, right, really? Um, so, I, and again, I think this gets to maybe, I don't know this, this is my guess. I think it gets to the idea that science, again, is kind of one of those things that's out there and people don't think it's like attainable. Like it's a, not that it's not attainable, but you don't want to think about it. It's kind of just this other people do it, you know, Um, and I don't want to think about it. But if you can talk about it in a way and, you know, joke and say like, you know, this is really not that difficult to understand. And by the way, it's really important that you do understand it. Um, to make it more approachable, I guess that's that's my what I try to do is make things approachable. So it's like this isn't scary. This is totally understandable. Um, and when you, I think if you can, we could get that culture of like this isn't this pedestal thing, yeah. you know, and everybody is more comfortable with understanding it, perhaps that would go away. I don't know. I think like, we need to be less afraid of sounding dumb. Like, yeah, I think that's a it's, big barrier. It's, I mean, and to be fair, scientists will do that too. Like, you know, no one likes to be wrong, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so they'll dig No one likes to be wrong. Yeah. No. But I think, uh, I mean, it's good to know that you're wrong sometimes. And you're yeah. Wrong at some point. Hooray good for being wrong. wrong. It is. I mean, really, it's, it should be celebrated it's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and people think science can't be wrong. Science with a capital S is never wrong when, in fact, all the sciences. It's just find. a trail of changing information yeah. and wrongness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Building off of this, and you have to. Well, I was going to say disprove things, but now you don't want to know hypothesis. But you have to prove things. And in order to prove things, there has to be something that wasn't the case as well. Okay. And you learn a lot from being wrong. It's important to know what doesn't work, so other people don't do it. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing that irritates me about like publishing. You don't want to mm-hmm. publish negative results, and I think I publish every negative negative result that comes my way because nice. seriously, how irritating would that be? Like, ugh, I could have avoided this yeah. entire methodology, and and yeah. people didn't. I mean, it sets back science and innovation so far when we don't mm-hmm. do that. But you don't get fame and publicity, and or even grant mm-hmm. funding is so yeah you can can be jeopardized yeah. if you're mostly wrong. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is, which is right. yeah. Because if someone pays you to do work, they want a certain result sometimes. I know that can be really muddy. Yeah, and it depends. I mean, it depends on who funds your work and stuff. I think, uh, yeah, I think it just depends on what you're doing. Because largely, like, the government, if they're going to fund your work, it's going to, they, I shouldn't say the government, there's all kinds of different funding streams within the government. So to say it that way, I think, is, is too broad. But either way, the point is that when you get funding from a, a, um, a source like that, they understand that they're taking a risk. And But they pick the ones that are most likely to uh, have results and, and be successful. Like, you don't want to just go into the middle of Antarctica and be like, well, grapes. I should have, I should have packed my pickaxe, and I didn't. You know, that's... They're not going to pick up. And you said something weird right there, which was government and funding of science. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. Is that a thing? That's oh, a Eric got his soapbox back <laughs> on. That would be uh, that would be a good thing. Government funding of science is so crucial. It really yeah. is. It really is because there's to do basic research that you can't even fathom what it's going to be useful for in the future is just you have to do it because mm-hmm. um, I think there's I've heard a lot of argument you know that we should be funding things that have you know applications now right results oriented which is funding. fine I mean there's and that's totally fine too I, I I get that but there also has to be that backbone of like I don't know how this is going to be useful at some point like the work that I do there's I can't think of a an application at the moment for understanding where penguins are going and why. But then when well, the alien invasion comes and they're like, where did they go? Where the penguins are going? But Morgan Freeman might have something different to say about that. That's exactly. true. Exactly. Some money from that question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think there it's really important to have that that basis, even though you can't necessarily see the long term. And I think that's kind of the what I'm thinking about as I'm as I'm reviewing what we've been talking about is mm-hmm. this uh, this short sightedness. So with climate change, we see tomorrow, we see the next day. We don't necessarily have the ability to look at things really long term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with funding, and for some reason, people thinking the Earth is flat again. You know, that kind of thing. Like <laughs> people. Yeah. yeah. A B level rapper. A person. <laughs> a person thinks there's yeah the Earth is flat again, but I think it's because it's hard to see that far in the future and, and think <laughs> in about, the distance apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The government just wants to get its fingers in my science pie. <laughs> so weird. I've been waiting so to weird. that. No, I haven't. I swear. It's not a bit. Uh, yeah, you're, more longitudinal studies. Anyways. Yeah, for real. That's where really sort of meaty, important data seems to come from. Oh, absolutely. But you I don't have, have any money to fund it. So. Yeah, I know. Wait. Why? Convincing me doesn't help. Why are we here? Sorry, guys. I misled you all. <laughs> the suit made out of dollar bills. I just saying, why am I no. <laughs> Why do we have to spend the night in your uncle's this. mansion, then? I don't know. It just seemed fun. I don't even know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can we go to read stuff that you have worked on, things you're working on currently? Like, where can people follow you on Twitter or go on the internet to find out more about your science? Good question. I am on Twitter at Dr. Michelle LaRue, all one word, and I'm at DrMichelleLaRue.com. DrMichelleLaRue.com. Yeah, that's me. And, and now you have a jingle. And yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for one of those. You're <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Yeah, I've got my uh, publications are up there and things that I do and um, some of my news highlights and pictures of penguins and stuff because everyone likes those. And if people want to send you their questions about science in television commercials... Oh, What's the hashtag we should use? <laughs> oh, Dr. Oh. Michelle Larue. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Michelle Larue, science no, commercial question. I don't know. Science oh, a hashtag. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Science my commercial. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> science my com. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Sci my tube. Sci tube. No. Sci almost there. Sci pi. We need the word ad. Yeah, it's much shorter. Ad. It's, I was about to. I was oh, almost much there. Shorter. Science, science, Syad? Syad? That's not a thing. Sciatica. <laughs> <My> yeah. Sciatica! <laughs> that has very confused people. <laughs> we'll think of one, and we'll tweet it yeah. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you think of one first, which you are obviously one of the most. Just tweet at Dr. Michelle LaRue, hashtag, this ad dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I will answer it. Absolutely. Perfect. Is that dumb with an M or a B at the end? M B. M B. Do you I don't know, when I say dumb dumb, I think of, you know, 
There's not. Oh, like the little candies, Dum Dums, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how you spell Dum Dum. Dum Dum. For the record, I think a Dum Dum is somebody who says, like, goes around saying that they know stuff and and doesn't know. Yeah. It's not actually just people who are, you know, maybe have a little IQs or uneducated because those people are great. So unnecessary of All right. to go on the record with. <laughs> I do find the people who know the least talk the most. I oh, find that. Right? Yes. I'll be quiet. Burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking a lot of them. No, really. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Like, wow. Sometimes. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. No, no. That's true. Sometimes when I, you know, I have more people on TV yeah. where I'm watching them, like, oh, my gosh, stop talking. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I do think you. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. Yeah, it's a weird. Right, which is, makes me say it to my knowledge all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know everything. Yeah. Right. Well, to my knowledge, yeah. it has been wonderful having you on. The show. Well, <laughs> it yes, it has been wonderful being. That thank you. Checks out peer review. So, thank you, Dr. Michelle. Yes, Lurie. thank you. Thank you for having me. You nailed it. <laughs> and we're back. What? We're back. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Hi, Levi. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hi, Eric. Eric, well, we, we sound different. Oh, because we are in our separate homes instead of in your office building after hours. <laughs> kind of like that. What was that movie where they were stuck in the Kmart? Uh, what? Uh, the Kmart. Dawn of the Dead? Hmm. The Fog. The we mist, it, you mean? We made it less than thirty seconds. Movies—that's <laughs> true. Oh, it it's it's me. I'm sorry. Uh, so we were talking <laughs> about lots of sciencey things, and yes. now here we are. It's been almost two weeks, or just one week? I can't remember. It's been at least two weeks. Okay, since good. We talked to Doctor Larue, Doctor Michelle Larue. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, about um, penguins, penguins, ecosystems, ecosystems, science communication, climate. And she didn't really talk about cougars. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. We didn't well, we had, But we had so much to talk about. True. Yeah, we'll have to have her back on. And um, we avoided the necessary requisite joke. Cougar joke. So that was good. That from, we didn't do that before. From now on, we'll just say the word cougar joke in lieu mm-hmm. of actually making that joke. Good, yes. That's growth. What do you guys <laughs> remember? I remember what an ecosystem is, kind of. Okay, it's a spill it. It's a, a, a collection of organisms and uh, non-organic things all living together in a system of some way. And there can be a tiny, tiny small-scale ecosystem within a larger ecosystem within a larger <laughs> ecosystem. And it seems like it can almost go on forever, like a, a hall of mirrors. Okay. Is that accurate? What do you guys think? Well, well, you said living and non-living things living in a system. I know. So I was going to complain. I meant existing. Right? Is, that, is existing better? Is that, that right? Is, and to to your credit, um, as a human, I <laughs> was like, did he say living, living, non-living things living, or he probably said existing? I should have. So, yes, I now misspoke. I my whole existence is to nitpick, so I'm oh. living to nitpick. And, existing. And nits have their own ecosystem inside of wherever they're, they are. Did you know butterflies don't have lungs? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you did. You knew that. I mean, I don't know why it's happening. I, I, I don't, don't know why it's happening either. But <laughs> I don't know why. Is this a No, they don't. It's just talking. We talked about 
you just said nits. I started thinking about their insides. Hey, Maggie. And possible ecosystems. Right. Ma- Maggie, did you know Eric got new fact-a-day toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> I did now. I, it's weird because I also got fact-a-day toilet paper, and it said that Eric, the first fact was that Eric got fact-a-day toilet paper. That is, that toilet paper folded in on itself. Mm-hmm. Mine was Metaply. What else? Oh, boy. What uh, else do you guys my remember? My toilet paper is a Taurus, so it just keeps going round and round. <laughs> it doesn't end. <laughs> I think we should cancel the show. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is too many disgusting images are coming into my head while, so far. So what else did Dr. LaRue tell us that stuck in our brains? I liked when she was talking about teaching children about science um, and how she existed to change their minds about what a scientist looks like and um, the idea of kind of changing the way that you talk about something based on how people of the, the, you know, your audience understands it. She seems really committed to that, which is great. You know, not a lot of scientists are take the time to consider the audience. Yeah. That, that, the thing she said about when she'd go to a classroom and then after she'd give her presentation, the teacher would ask, now, how many people thought Dr. LaRue would be wearing a lab coat or would be a man? It, it reminded me of that joke about the doctor. The, the doctor was his mother. You know, the thing with mm-hmm. the, like, yeah. the... I think it's that same preconceived idea about a doctor or a scientist. Not to get off on a tangent like usual, guys. Eric. But... No, please don't. I was at the doctor's office the other week. This is my fault. Yes. <laughs> what did you do? And someone, ex- uh, a doctor, exited the door, uh, a door in a hallway, uh, to go to the bathroom. And I was in the waiting room, and I go, "I think there's a fake doctor in the building. <laughs> like, who is it? Like, uh, well, it was a guy with a big shiny thing on his head and wearing a long lab coat. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's a that's a real doctor. But I know exactly who you're talking about, and they're a little weird." So they looked like a Marx Brothers. They looked like a Marx right. Brothers doctor. Yeah, like an old timey like, doctor. Right. Who wears the reflective thing on their head anymore? Nobody. It, ever since we got electricity, I didn't think that that was. Yeah, there. but if I'm being honest, I might mm-hmm. want to wear that if I was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Seconded. Thank you. The motion passes. So that was you know, that blew away my conception of what a doctor looked like nowadays, which is not like that. <laughs> he actually reversed your understanding. Of yeah, exactly. Like that's so now not- I think they all look like that. Well, we uh, should remember scientists can also be men. That's the thing to keep in mind. It's true. Oh, Levi. Maybe someday we'll have to remind people that. that that'll, would be, that'll be great. That'd be a great day. True progress. Levi, not all men are oh. doctors. Oh, boy, Hashtag. Eric. Hashtag? <laughs> Hashtag, not all men are doctors. What do we, what do we remember about penguins? Uh, they're disgusting. We're stealing Isn't their food. Disgusting. Yep. <laughs> I also remember that they're kind of aggressive and they they don't play. I think we talked about whether they play or not. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that has anything to do with them being aggressive. It has more to do with the fact that <laughs> oh. they're. In- I Are wish you- we knew how to play. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck well, that. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? I'm not claiming causation, but right. <laughs> or even correlation. <laughs> Really, yeah, since that's a thing we made up. Uh, but because they are subsisting, and that's all they can do. All right. they can do all the time is try and eat. And 
the way that the climate is changing down there, they have trouble accessing their fish. Oh, yeah, I remember that they're gaining ice down there while losing it in the Arctic. And I learned the Antarctic is in a different place than the Arctic. <laughs> did you learn that? No, but I did misspeak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody let you continue for one second. Nobody it's named been- Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but now I'll remember for probably a couple days I mean I feel like Dr. Lou jumped on you too she did I probably did too that's how I remember it this is what this wrap up segment is about right comparing memories and how kind of discussing how memories can be different well yeah I mean there's that's a whole another topic really the, the reshaping of memories I find that fascinating I find it also fascinating. Hooray! Yay! Let's, uh, <laughs> hey, I tell you what, let's end this segment Good and day. then re-remember it so we lay down new protein lines that totally distort what we just did. Uh, I love that. I love it also. I would like to put out a call to our listeners to share with us, to share with Ooh. us, to, to, to share with us their favorite ecosystem. Oh, I thought you were going to say how they remember the segment. Oh, that's a good idea, too. <laughs> but they're listening to it right now. Right, but, yeah. Okay, later. Later. No, the thing that you said they should do. Uh, if they have one. Favorite ecosystem. Yeah. So, that's the end. <laughs> but what should what should everybody do, Eric? Do you, oh. do you remember? Well, does Maggie know? Maggie, Maggie? do you know what you everyone wanna... should do? Um... <laughs> Care about science? Oh, we uh. put her on the spot, but we did not prepare her. <laughs> I know I can. I have some lots of suggestions have you, about whatever. Have you listened to this podcast before, Maggie? <laughs> not for a while. <laughs> Ask it again, Levi. Hey, Eric. Yeah. What should everybody do? Keep asking questions. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep asking. <laughs> <laughs>